This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. To talk about baseball teams that are still relevant here in August, we bring in now Matt Wyrick on the Roman Guest Line. NBC Sports Washington is where you could find him. Matt, how you doing, man? Doing well, guys. How about you? No, doing all right to start the show off. Uh, let me ask you a question because obviously you cover the Washington Nationals. I'm a Chicago Cub fan. Uh, Trista, she changes every week whether that's she's a, a Yankee or a Met that's fan. That's such a lie. How? I'm not a fan of either. Matt, for for Nationals fans that listen to the show, you know what's something that you guys actually have to look forward to? Obviously, you have C.J. Abrams, Bad Bunny in concert. You got tonight. Bad Bunny at Nats Park, which I I mean, there's more people there than I've seen in the Nats game all season long. What do you have to look forward to? Like, what do you sell people on for next year and the year after that? Well, I think, you know, if you look at the Nationals of years past that contended for championships, the big thing that stands out was their pitching, right? They had the Steven Strasburgs, the Max Scherzers, the Patrick Corbins of good, you know, years of, of having some of the best rotations in baseball. And they're in the process of building that right now. It's hard to see because they lead the, the majors in ERA and not in a good way. Uh, but they have, going into next year, a young rotation that's going to have Mackenzie Gore, Josiah Gray, and Cade Cavalli, all top 100 prospects of the last two years, at the forefront of that rotation with possibly Corbin and Strasburg rounding it out. That's three young pitchers that could be part of a potential championship core for the Nationals in the next five years. So, you know, you want to know what the Nationals are looking for in terms of an identity. I think you've got to start with that rotation, and I think there's a lot of promise between those three guys. So another question I that I have, you agree? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I like their direction better than the Cubs, although the Cubs do say they're going to spend some money this offseason. I don't believe it. I think, uh, uh, Matt, that a team that's not necessarily coming out of nowhere, but a team that kind of does this historically where they're lying in the weeds, no one's expecting anything out of them, and all of a sudden they win a World Series is the Cardinals. Cardinals 8-2 yeah. and two in their last 10. They've gone from 40-1. to one, and then just two days ago, Ryan and I were talking about this number, 33-1. to 1. Actually, it was just yesterday. Now the Cardinals to win the World Series, 25-1. to 1. So it's moving, moving fast. Uh, what do you think about that, just in general, in terms of what we can expect, if that's something that you would put a little sprinkle on? And, and what are some other futures uh, in, in that division that you might be, or in that league that you might be interested in? Yeah, I definitely like the Cardinals. I mean, like you said, they're just a team that seems, you know, when they get to the postseason, you know, all bets are off. And, and you look at last season, the Braves weren't a team we were really talking about, especially around the trade deadline, as a team that all of a sudden is going to be winning the World Series, right? They had a, an outfield that was missing three guys, no Acuna for the rest of the year. It didn't seem like, you know, this was a championship team, but they get a few pieces in at that trade deadline hit the ground running in the second half, and all of a sudden, you know, they're contending for a World Series and they go on and win it. I think the Cardinals are a team that kind of jump out to that, jump out to me like that too. I mean, you know, they go out and get Jordan Montgomery. has been absolutely fantastic for them uh, so far since the trade. You know, that, that rotation probably the biggest question mark. And they pro- probably the best one-two punch in the entire league uh, in Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt. We talked last time about the two of them as potential MVP candidates. So, you know, I think that anybody in baseball – uh, would would want those two guys in the middle of their lineup. It's it's hard to 
pick a better duo across the league. I think the Dodgers uh, and maybe the Padres are the only two teams that can really stack up with it, which all being in the National League does make for some intrigue. But if I'm looking at the NL Central, I think that the Cardinals and the Brewers are the two teams, to me, that stand out as the biggest threats to win the World Series. Brewers were my pick preseason to win the division. I took their over on that win total there, uh, which is really dancing. I think it's at 89 and a half. Uh, so it's really, they're really dancing on that pace right now in terms of hitting that. But they have looked the part of a good team this year. And even after trading Josh Hader, I mean, honestly, that's looking like a pretty savvy move for him right now. Yeah, he's kind of fell, fallen off a cliff. Let's look at the ERA, man. He's had a couple blown saves after just being lights out, leading Major League Baseball the first half of the season. I just wish they had another bat because I'm with you. I was on them to win the Central. And now the Cardinals are five games, uh, obviously, above. Looking at the American League, can you make the case for any team other than the Astros or the Yankees? to even represent the AL in the World Series? Because if you look at the prices at BetMGM, the Astros plus 160, the Yankees are plus 175. Then there's this huge drop-off where the uh, Blue Jays are plus 650. The Mariners are 13-1. to 1. For some reason, the White Sox are still 18-1, to 1, the same price you could get the Rays. Who would it be for you if you took away the two top teams, the Astros or the Yankees? I know that's tough to do in the AL right now. I've been saying it all year, man. I really think that the Mariners are going to make some noise in the postseason. I know they have the longest active playoff drought. They haven't won a series in God knows how long. But I really like the makeup of this team. That lineup is super deep. I mean, obviously they've got Julio Rodriguez as the big star in the middle of it. But Ty Francis is one of the most underrated players in baseball this year. Eugenio Suarez has had a great bounce back year. You know, in that rotation, man, when they do get Luis Castillo rolling, I mean, I think that with him, Logan Gilbert and Robbie Ray at the top, I mean, that's as good a top three as really anyone in the American League besides the Astros has. You know, that Astros team, I mean, top to bottom, they look filthy. There's no doubt about it. And I think, I think the, the last – I'm calling you guys on every Verlander start day. Um, so it looks like that's been a pattern here. And he's just dominating every time he's out there. But this, this Mariners team, man, it's deep. Uh, and, and I get really excited every time I watch them because they just play an exciting brand of baseball. What are your thoughts just generally on the Yankees and what we've seen from them since the All-Star break? Because I think people just believe that because they're the New York Yankees and they have Aaron Judge, who's going to run away with the AL MVP, that they're just going to figure it out. But if you dig into this this lineup, their, their batting average, they have a bunch of guys that are at or below the Mendoza line. And Ben Attendee, despite having you know a two-run homer just the other night, is batting, like I think, 175 as since he became a Yankee. Um, just what are your thoughts and expectations on on them moving forward as we get closer to the playoffs? Yeah, you know, I, I tend to not panic too much about him, Krista. You know, obviously, like you said, Aaron Judge being the MVP candidate that he is. Anthony Rizzo has had a nice season as well. You know, they're going to get Giancarlo Stanton back soon. And DJ LeMahieu, despite, you know, being 33 years old, has had a pretty good year. You know, I've got, I think they've got the backs. You know, for really, for me, the, the question is in that rotation in the bullpen, I really questioned that move to trade Montgomery. Uh, I really thought he was an underrated pitcher in baseball, and it seemed like the Yankees understood how just how underrated he was uh, by how much they believed in him over the years. Uh, Nestor Cortez, still strong overall numbers, but he's kind of taken a bit of a step back the last couple of months. You know, Garrett Cole is just either really hit or miss. I mean, sometimes he just absolutely blows up. And, you know, that, that Clay Holmes struggles recently, and now he hits the IL, not to mention Michael King likely out for the year. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I think that there's some depth questions about that rotation, depth questions about that bullpen. Scott Efros also just hit the IL. You know, they're they're kind of holding on for dear life right now. They've got a comfortable lead in that AL East at the moment. Uh, but come playoff time, they're going to need to be healthy, and that's not a uh, given with this team. 
Uh, Matt, we saw today that Byron Buxton's going to mix at least the next 10 days. He goes on the IL, and the AL Central's crazy right now because the Twins are two games back at 62 and 58. The Guardians have a two-game lead. And then the White Sox, who are the most talented team, I'd argue, are three games back. Who would you who, who do you think ends up winning the AL Central? With Buxton being injured, do you expect the Guardians uh, to get into the postseason, or do you think the Sox can make a run here? I mean, you look at the second half of the season, you know, you get the Royals, uh, you should be beating up on the Tigers, but they just... They, they can't win these games. Even right now, they had a two nothing lead. They're already down three two out of Baltimore. Yeah, you know, I, I, my gut says go with the White Sox. They're a team that we've seen it do it year in year out. They're the team that's built for contention. You know, coming into this year, we were talking about the White Sox, how easy of a division it was going to be for them to run away with it. But this Guardians team, you know, they've been fun this year. Youngest team in baseball. You know, not necessarily hitting for much power. Uh, you know, they're really more of contact speed players in that lineup. But the pitching staff is as good as it's ever been. You know, it's crazy the names that have gone through that organization uh, and no longer are pitching there, the Trevor Bowers, the Corey Klubers, uh, the Mike Clevengers. I mean, they've had Cy Young candidates go on and leave, and yet here they are just pulling up Tristan McKenzie's out of nowhere, yeah. and all of a sudden their rotation is Zach Plesak's having a nice year. I mean, they just keep churning these guys out. It's been super impressive. So uh, I, I don't doubt their ability to pitch their way into the playoffs. I just am not sure about that lineup. Uh, I really thought they could have used a bigger bat there for the middle of the order just to kind of solidify things. Of course, they have Jose Ramirez, but, you know, besides him, there really isn't a whole lot of power to speak of. I'm curious about this prop that BetMGM just put up because Albert Pujols is on a tear right now. Yeah, I saw that. The ghost of Albert Pujols has been just absolutely dominant ever since he decided to take part in the Home Run Derby. And I, I want to say, like, probably shouldn't have gone as far as he did given what Juan Soto ended up doing. Right, so for him to go over 699 and a half home runs for his career is plus 900. The under minus 1600, obviously the over or nothing most likely, but what do you think about that bet and just whether there's value there? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I think it's great value. I mean, look at the tear that he's on right now. Highest OPS in baseball since the All-Star break. I mean, you know, the guy, we've seen him do it time and time again. And and even in these later years, you know, he hasn't been a good hitter, but he's still hit for power. You know, that's kind of been something, you know, from the Nationals' perspective that Nelson Cruz just wasn't able to do. He he fell off not only in his ability to just reach base consistently, but the power wasn't there. Pujols has held on to that for years. And, you know, this is a tear we probably haven't seen since, you know, his vintage years, but... Overall, he's Albert Pujols, and I'm not going to bet against him uh, to reach that threshold. I have to think that's something important to him. Uh, and certainly, I, I mean, plus 900, yeah, I'll, I'll take a slice of that for sure. Matt, uh, both the AL and NL MVP are almost like unbettable right now. If you if you think one of these guys um, has a chance in the next month to maybe kind of like fall off a cliff and not end up winning an MVP, Paul Goldschmidt right now I think is the best player in all of baseball. Uh, he's minus 375. The next best odds you could find are Austin Riley, 16-1, to or his teammate Nolan Arenado at 16-1. to and then he, in the AL, Judge is still minus 800. Otani's plus 550. Could you make the case for anybody but those two guys, Judge in the AL and Goldschmidt in the NL? 
Yeah, I, I think Arenado is, is definitely in there. Uh, Manny Machado is someone who also jumps up to me uh, just for the consistency that he's shown in that Padres lineup and them not getting uh, Fernando Tatis. I know they traded for Juan Soto, but if the Padres do finish strong, I have to think that Manny Machado is going to be a big part of it. And the fact that he was able to lead this team to the playoffs without Tatis playing a single game, I have to think would be important in the minds of voters. But, I mean, Goldschmidt is definitely the guy uh, for me in the National League. Uh, as we talked about the last time I was on, I, I think that it's uh, you know a long time coming for him. And, and while it isn't a career achievement award, he certainly uh, has come close enough over the years where his name uh, is, is a frequent flyer on these ballots. And in the American League, I think it is interesting that Judge is such a favorite. I mean, he has been on this power surge. It's been incredible. But for Otani, you know, he took a step back offensively, sure, but he has been even better from a pitching standpoint. And I think we're seeing a little bias here for the hitters uh, by the fact that Otani is probably just as dominant as a pitcher this year as he was as a hitter last year, and he's just as above average a hitter as he was as a pitcher last year. And yet here we are talking about Judge running away with it because Otani isn't hitting for the high OPS that he was a year ago. You know, I think that if it were up to me, I think Otani would have a much higher chance, uh, you know, in winning this award, especially since he just started qualifying uh, for the ERA leaderboard. Matt, thanks so much, man, for giving us a couple minutes. Enjoy the games, and I will talk again soon. Absolutely, y'all, anytime. Thanks, Matt. Matt Wyrick, you can catch his work, NBC Sports Washington, joining us on the Roman Guest Line. Always good stuff. And Did did you hear what uh, Joe Madden said recently? Yeah. Oh my goodness! Did you hear this, Cam? The Angels are pretty much where dead he's to like, him. yeah, like they're dead to me. I was Good. an angel, live or die. It's like they don't even exist now. There's organizational problems. GM should just be going down there, putting on a uniform, sitting in the dugout. So Theo, what? Theo broke Joe. I was uh, covering the Brewers actually, but I was also obviously a diehard Cub fan. So anytime the Cubs would come in town, I would send one of the interns to get the sound in the Brewers clubhouse. Like, hey, go get Yelich or Lorenzo Cain. They say the same crap. Talk to Yelich. It's like talking to this wall right here. <laughs> so I would always go in the Cubs clubhouse. And one time Theo was in town, and that's when you knew Theo was pissed because the Cubs were in a losing streak. And... uh I'll never forget, like, you go to interview the managers after the game at Miller Park. That was the name of it, whatever it is, AmFam Field, whatever it is now. And you just put your recorder there on the table. They sit in the manager office, and we had to wait outside. And when we finally got in there, Theo was sitting, like, right where like right where you're sitting compared to, like, where I'm sitting. And he was just shaking his head at Joe the entire time because Joe made a terrible decision going to the bullpen a little bit too early, pulled Hendricks. And I knew that was pretty much the end of Joe. I feel like he broke him, man. Plus, the poor guy shaved a mohawk well, and like, then they like fired an hour him. before he got yeah. fired. Jerks.